Friends, we can't see God face to face until we have faces. We can't see God face to face until we have faces. This is the central line of a C.S. Lewis book. One of my favorite C.S. Lewis books. It's uh, not one of his well-known books. He's known for Chronicles of Narnia, for Mere Christianity, for Screwtape Letters, for all sorts of things. But toward the end of his life with his wife, he composed what he considered to be his great work. It's called Till We Have Faces, based on that central line of the book that we can't see God face to face until we have faces. And the book centers, it's a retelling, it's Lewis's retelling of the Greek myth of Cupid and Psyche, same myth that's the inspiration for the modern Beauty and the Beast. And the book features is centered upon Orwell, a girl, and the entire book is her indictment against the gods. It's her writing out her various complaints against the gods. It's her tracing her life, seeing all of the misery and how God never answered her prayers. So the entire book is her complaint against the gods. But in this kind of climactic moment, as she forges her indictment against the gods, she realizes that she's been wearing a mask her whole life. She realizes as she pens all of the stories and the miseries of her life that she has had a mask on her entire life. Actually, in the book, she literally has a mask on. She has veiled her entire life because of her perceived ugliness, physically. But she comes to the deeper realization that metaphorically and spiritually, she has always had a mask on that every relationship she's been in in the course of her life has been characterized by control and the desire to dominate and has not been characterized by vulnerability and accessibility and being open and transparent. She realizes that everything in her life, she has had a barrier, a wall, a mask that has blocked her from her relationship with God, self, and others. So she realizes that in her own indictment of God, the reason that God does not answer her is because she has not yet shown her face. And her own her indictment of the gods actually becomes an indictment of herself. And she realizes that until she shows her humanity, until she's vulnerable and shows her face, God will not speak to her as a human person because God who is a human person speaks to us face to face and if we never show our face to him he can't speak to us. I was thinking of this book a lot obviously in light of the central symbol of our time, the mask. And in light of this sort of understanding, I made these somewhat provocative masks for our students who have been on campus doing outreach. You'll probably see some students wearing these. It says, God doesn't like masks, period. And then people get real nervous. But then you've got to read the next line, accept these masks, period. 
So as the students have been on campus, like some people read the first line and start yelling at them and screaming at them, you know, it's like, what are you saying, you know? It's like, no, 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 you got to read the second line. God doesn't like masks except these masks. Of course, the point being that God doesn't want you to be a fake self, that we can't approach God, self, and others with a false persona, as an actor, as someone that's wearing a mask. Because here's the thing, we have an incredible ability to mask ourselves before God, self, and others. We have an incredible ability to mask ourselves with God, to not let God into certain parts of our life, to compartmentalize God, to not give God access, to not let God challenge us in areas that are not up to par, to try to put God into our boxes and to create God into the image that we want him to be. We have an incredible ability of putting masks up before God. We have an incredible ability to mask ourselves before others, to not let ourselves be vulnerable, to not let ourselves make mistakes, to not let ourselves learn from others and admit when we've been wrong, to be honest with others and risk being being offended and hurt. We have an incredible ability of wanting to control and dominate relationships and not giving people a true look into who we actually are. We're incredible at wearing masks around others. And we're incredible at masking ourselves, even to our own selves. We have an amazing ability for self-delusion, for rationalization, for not confronting the role that we play in our messed up relationships and just focusing on the faults and sins of others. See, in so many ways, we mask ourselves. We put up walls and barriers between God, self, and others. And in the book, Orwell recognized that until she removes those masks, God cannot speak to her fully, face to face. It may be also what's going on in our gospel today. You might say what Jesus does with the Canaanite woman is unmask her. See, because it's one of the hardest passages in the Gospels. Because Jesus is really mean in this Gospel. Like, if you took this for like seminary training, pastoral training 101, Jesus would flunk. First time, he ignores the woman. Doesn't even pay attention. Second time, he says, I'm not, I'm not concerned with you. I only care about other people. And the third time, he basically calls her a dog. He says, I'm not going to give the good gifts that I have to you. And you're like, what in the world? is Jesus doing? If I did this, I'd be you guys would throw me out of here in a couple days. One way to look at it, the way I've sort of historically looked at it, is like it's like a parent or a teacher or a coach who knows who they can push and who they can't, right? Jesus, who knows the human heart, he knows her heart, he knows he can kind of push her in a way that maybe he has to coddle some other people differently. You know, you can, you can press people to the brink. He knew he could take her to the brink without her giving up. But another way to look at this is that Jesus was unmasking her. He was unveiling her deepest motivations and desires. He was checking to see if she was really interested in him because of him or she was just interested in him because he could heal whether she actually cared and loved and was reaching out to Jesus as a person, or whether she was reaching out to Jesus for some kind of self-interest. So Jesus is unmasking her. 
He's unveiling her deeper motivations. He's unveiling her deeper vulnerabilities. And precisely because she shows him her face, she reveals and is open before him and is honest before him, he shows her the face of his healing touch and mercy. And so friends, I invite us this year, whether we're a new student, whether we're a new student or whether we've been here forever, I call on us to, to deem this year the unveiling of the human person, the unmasking of the human person. That while we wear these physically, we spend this year striving to take them off spiritually. That while we wear this physically, we strive this year to take this off spiritually. That we make ourselves more vulnerable to God, to surrender that we make ourselves more vulnerable and transparent and accessible to others, and that we are honest with ourselves. Because we can't see God face to face until we have faces.